Mia did apologize to the group. She apologized to everyone else. Except for me. Because I'm not sorry to her right now. You're not, you're not sorry for assaulting someone? I didn't assault you. You assaulted me. Do you know the definition of assault? Do you? Yes, I do. It's to unlawfully put your hands on somebody. I didn't give you the right to touch me. Do you know the definition of defamation of character? Who def who do you know the sequence of events? <laughs> yes, Def I do. Okay, I so asked you Wendy, I, I asked you a question. And then we went back I and forth and argued. First of all, I asked you a question and then I shared with you information that somebody else said about you. Okay? I was being a friend. You missed the memo. What memo? You don't even know how to be a friend to somebody for 30 years. Clearly you don't get the memo. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, <laughs> Mariana. Buongiorno. Oh, we're in Italy. Okay, Dorit. Well, it's really weird because like, when you answer the phone, oh, shut up, Kato. When you answer the phone, it's supposed to be all pronto, but my friend and I, we always have morning chats and I'm always saying buongiorno and then she's all, come ti chiama, which is obviously, what's your name? And it's clearly, like, it's clearly not a proper morning greeting. But yeah, it's our thing. It's a nice way to start the day. Every time I edit our pod, I'm always doing the, hey, baby, gorgeous, and I sound ridiculous, like annoying. So I thought I'd try something else. It's catchphrase. We need to pay respect to Lisa Barlow. We fucking do. We miss her <laughs> from this week. I thought we'd be getting reunion episode one. I know, everybody, we could have recorded this days ago, but we were waiting until Salt Lake came out and then it never came out. So, sorry. <laughs> they do often give us a week break, so we should have expected I didn't, it. I didn't even think that was a possibility. Did we even see a trailer for the reunion? I don't know. I don't think we did, and yet we just expected it to be there immediately. Yeah, we haven't seen a trailer. Oh, well. What's wrong with us? Maybe it's just not that good. I can't believe that we only had a 14-episode season. That mother Tucker dragged. Yeah. She slid. She slid. She was exhausting. Oh, it truly was. She was like a friend that's all taken, no give. Like an Angie that's all taken, no give. Yeah, like I know that throughout the season we've had moments we've absolutely liked well, I was going to say loved, but liked. We laughed out loud quite a few times, but overall the sentiment leftover feeling is just fatigue. Yeah, it's hard watching criminals on TV. I have Salt Lake City fatigue. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm looking forward-ish to reunion, but not really. Well, Jen's not going to be there. No, she's not because she's got less than a month to turn herself in. <sighs> I do not want to see a sit down with her and Andrew. I'm not interested. Well, because you're not interested her. in Andrew. So you're yeah. like the only Bravo fan I know that does not care for the Andy Cohen. Shame on you, quite frankly. Well, you need to find something about him that you can love slash like because he's sometimes a I do enjoy him. Life. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. Sometimes, but I think we need to put him on pause. I, I said stalewart. I meant stalwart. <laughs> that was a he Freudian. is a stalewart. That was a Freudian slip. I love Andy. Mm. Well, mm. potato, potato. What's happening with news this week? People like the sizzle topics, by the way, so we should do that at the end. They do? Yeah. When I saw what Reza said about Kyle Richards, <gasps> I immediately started tippity-typing and then I saw the post you did on our socials. P.S. Everyone, Nathan does our socials. I have no idea because I'm too old. And I was so happy for you. I was happy for me too. He really <laughs> nailed it with that one. I do love Reza. You know me, I love my wogs on TV, my people. He didn't mean it in a bad way, in a bitchy way. He just, he meant it in the way that we've all said it. Kyle is kind of like a glue in that she's been on since season one. But this is the question, are we underappreciating her or is she overappreciated by Bravo? Because sometimes characters like Kyle leave the show and then we realise later, actually, we needed them. Mm, I don't know, but I thought he's clapped back about, um, like, Ooh, yeah. you know, at least my family still like me. And then he <laughs> then he tagged Kathy and Kim and Kyle in that post. He said, because she's like, was his show cancelled and wasn't he fired? Oh, the first one voted off on Traders, which is so annoying because we can't get the American oh, version of Traders. I've tried and tried and tried. Every time I type it in, the Australian one comes up as if I want to fucking see that one. Yeah, nah. So, and he says, yeah, my show was cancelled and I was killed first on Traders. 
but my siblings and all my castmates still talk to me or still take my calls, sorry. Ooh, so good. Yeah. Mm. Yowza, yowza. That was, yeah, the best part of my week. I mean, what, el- what else has been happening? I've just been very much listening to all the Girardi Keese lawsuits. You know, they're up to oh, 112. Boy. Wow. 112. And Erica Jane is one of them. Mm. And this is all before the IRS gets a hold of everyone. The IRS oh, is sitting geez. back and waiting. Like, she's going to be in court or at least... She is going to have her lawyers on retainer for years and years and years. Like in 10 years' time, I wouldn't be surprised if she's still sued. Mm. Mate, she needs this show like nothing else, mate. <laughs> I really hope someone buys her ratty weaves because she needs the dollars now. Oh, so you know those earrings that got sold? Uh-huh. I didn't realise Ron Richards bought them for his wife. Ron Richards, that messy queen. He is a messy queen. There are like social posts of his wife wearing the earrings. His wife is a female? Yes. Wow. I just assumed he was gay because like if you're that invested in a housewife's legal drama, I assume you're gay. Well, okay, he was originally representing the trustee for Girardi Keys. <laughs> right. I don't know how to take him, but... He does give good info, so... Love that. Has anything else really happened or should we just wait for the sizzle topics? Let's wait for sizzles. Let's get into, <laughs> shall we say, Potomac. Let's do Potomac. It's your Shake-ups turn. and makeups. So it's Mexico night one still and the Karen and Sharice feud is continuing. Mm. And I think you pretty much nailed it last week when you said it's all about the genuineness of her attendance at the funeral. Well, that's what Karen thinks it's about. I don't think that's what Sharice thinks it's about. Right. Okay. It's interesting when they showed the flashback of the cash bar party. Mm. I got a bit nostalgic because that was the first episode we've ever recapped. I was a bit like, oh. That's um, so funny. I called it the cash bar party too in my notes. (laughs) (laughs) It's what sticks in my memory, the cash bar. Absolutely. it did seem braggy. Should we tell people our, our feelings on the cash bar party for those who haven't listened to our first episode? Oh, go listen to episode one. We were we thought tr- it was triggered <laughs> by the cash barness of it all. But yeah, continue it. Yeah, so it did seem braggy when Cherise said, I'm the only one that went to your mum's funeral at the cash bar party. It did. So, like, even if her attendance maybe was genuine at that time, Mm. weaponising it and using it is gross. So I'm on Karen's side for this It is gross. At the end of the day, if this is what Karen has decided this is what her gripe is, and that is like obviously an emotional trigger for her, then forevermore, as far as Karen's concerned, this is what it's going to be about. Even if people disagree, once she tapped into those feelings, this is what it's about for her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As you said, the way that she was talking about it at the cash bar party, if I was Karen, I'd be grossed out too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Agreed. What did you think of everybody like, well, not everybody, but Sharice and Karen both like slamming the table and like, meanwhile, the, the food has just arrived. So can we not like pause the fight and eat? Hang on a sec. Who was still eating? I didn't write it down, but some- A lot of them. A lot of them were like, fuck this. We just want to eat. I believe Candace had a churro that she was working through. Oh, good for her. Yeah. I miss churros because I'm the gluten-free. I can't eat them. Oh. Fucking oh. hell, man. I'm not a big sweets person, but I do like me a churros. Anything that's got cinnamon around, like mm. cinnamon's the best. Yeah. 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 Anywho. And so- Cherie starts bringing up all the tea she has on Karen, including her going to rehab in Florida, getting out and then partying. What did you think of that? See, this is why I'm more inclined to be on Karen's side. I'm more inclined to be on Karen's side because she is my queen. She is my grand dame. (laughs) And I'm obsessed with her because she gives us so much. Yeah. And talking about someone's mental health, if that is true, that's fucked up of Cherise to talk about it. Like there are certain things that are off limits and as far as I'm concerned, it's not your children, it's your mental health. Like if someone has Mm -hmm. addiction struggles, mental health struggles, like the facility's not going to give out who was in the facility. So how dare you give out who was in the facility? I thought that was really wrong. And I don't know if it's true as well as it being wrong. And if it's not true, that's even worse. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. I kind of went, oh, Sharice, pick something else. 
Like if yeah. you've got all this supposed dirt on her, pick something else. Oof. Yeah, like if you've got the, the boyfriend cheating rumours, surely that's enough. Yeah. My thought was, well, how good a friend are these people if they're quote unquote busting her out of rehab and partying with her? Like, if your friend's coming out of rehab, surely you're not going, hey, let's go crack bottles and party. Like, it just seemed wrong on all levels. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know. How's this information getting to Sharice? Oh, well, she said, because we have mutual friends and they're not friends with you anymore because you're a bad friend. And so they've told me all this stuff. Oh, I miss that. Oh, was that when she was in confessional? Because I was so shocked at seeing her in confessional. Was that the first time? Yes, that was part of her confessional, yes. And I was like, I was just thinking like, how lame are you that we're on episode, I don't know, 58 or whatever, and like this is your first (laughs) confessional? (laughs) You've been filming all season, Cherise. The outfits were probably so terrible that they went, we can't include her. The camera broke. The camera broke. We can't include her in these confessionals. She looks awful. (laughs) So... Karen says, sit your raggedy ass down and shut the fuck up, which I thought was just a great line. (laughs) I know. So this is what I mean. Karen gives us so much. She's funny, so we give her a pass. She's entertaining us. She is of the people, quite frankly. She is. And Robin was saying that the shaman didn't work, which I thought was funny as well. Except she called him the shaman. (laughs) She didn't say shaman. She was like, shaman. You just spent all your time with the man. You can't pronounce his title correctly. (laughs) And honestly, every time we see a shaman, I'm always taken back. I can't remember which show it was on where the shaman was also a hairdresser. (laughs) I don't know if it was a Housewives or a different Bravo show, but one of them had a shaman that they would always go and see. But then we found out he was also the hairdresser. And I'm like, "Mm." I'm I'm judging that shaman as to how reputable he is. If he's actually (laughs) a hairdresser. Was it Melbourne? Was it Real Housewives of Melbourne? I don't remember. I don't know, but it feels familiar. One of the shows, one of the Bravo shows, someone remind me the shaman was the hairdresser and no one Yeah, they had a side hustle. Yeah, so apparently (laughs) being a shaman is the side hustle. So every time we see one, I'm looking at him going, so what do you actually do for a living? Yeah. Especially if they're white. Is that wrong? I'm just, Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure people will tell us if it's wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Tell, Tell me if my thoughts are wrong and prejudiced. Or if you agree with me that you're like side-eyeing the shaman. <laughs> uh, okay, so any other thoughts on dinner? I'm going to have to refer to my notes. My problem lately is I've been watching Potomac as soon as it comes out and then I fucking forget. Yeah, because we wait all week for Salt Lake. I know. <laughs> well, Mia's tired. She's like, I don't want to deal with the drama for once. And yeah. so they, they sort of just wrap it up. Do you agree with Karen, I think, called Sharice a clout chaser and Giselle completely disagrees because she said that Sharice travelled for four hours to go to Karen's mum's funeral and there were no cameras there. So at this point, do you think Sharice is a clout chaser, Nathan? Yes. You do? I think, well, it's it comes back to the cash bar party. If she did all that without bringing it up in that way, Mm. it'd be, I'd be feeling the opposite. Yeah. But the fact that she did bring it up Mm. on camera. Yeah. Comparing herself to everyone else. It was gross. She said no one else went. I don't disagree. But it's, it's interesting to see how much like someone like Giselle is in Sharice's corner just because she started the show, because she got the friends. That seems to, it comes back to that. They're all giving her props for that. And I have to say that if that was Karen's position, if she was the one that brought them all on the show, she would never let them forget it either. Oh, God, no. I feel like the couple of times Sharice has mentioned it, I think it's tacky to mention it, but clearly none of the other women do. Karen does give her props for that. But I want to know more of the details when Sharice says that Karen happened to sit down at her table and people thought that meant that they were friends, so they asked her to be on the show. I want to know more of that. Mm. Was that in that Housewives book? You know that book, oh, All yeah. Diamonds and Rosé or whatever? Was that in it? I forget. Because they did talk about, like, getting the casts for all of them. I might need to I go know, back and yeah, read that Yeah, I might need section. to reread. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so dinner ends and then 30 minutes we're at the hotel bar. Mm. The other girls are dancing and Mia and Bestie are chatting upstairs. And 
Okay, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sick of the bestie Mia stuff. Me too. Because it is that level of dark that's yeah. not that exciting. It's not that fun to watch. Mm. I mean, um, I've so- had a friend for 30 years. I would never speak to her the way that they're speaking to each other. Oh, they're, they're throwing shots at each other. Keep your legs close to married men. I mean, I would never, never. Well, and then is it bestie saying you sold your soul? She's a bitch. She's the most disgusting human being on the planet. On the planet. I've told you, I don't think that Bestie's wrong in that Mia is crossing the line with what she's saying in that she's divulging information that she has and the way that she's acting like she doesn't give a fuck, she's crossing the line. However, I do feel that Bestie has been taking advantage of Mia. Mm-hmm. So I just think that it really should have been a sit down and Mia should have said, look, this is how we've been carrying on as friends. I obviously didn't have a problem with it at first. I do now. These are my new boundaries. Take it or leave it. Instead, yeah. Mia's being a totes cunt to Bestie on her own show where she's obviously got the upper hand and it's mean. Two wrongs don't make a right in this scenario at all. It's horrible. I don't think either of them are right. I think they're both playing in the muck and I'm not on either of their side. And just like you, I don't want to watch it. Yeah. And like, I do enjoy Mia, but she's, oh yeah, she's playing both sides of it where she's like all, you know, down with the gals being like, yeah, I slept with Peter's girlfriend before Peter. And yeah, I slept with G when he was married, but then she's also saying don't sleep with married men. No, and it's just like. She's not saying don't, she's saying don't lie about it. Well, she, didn't she say close your legs to married men? Yes, that is true. That is true. It's just like, okay, pick a lane, Mia. Yeah. She's much more enjoyable when she just picks a lane. She is much more enjoyable when she picks a lane. And when she's fighting with someone not bestie. I really enjoyed her fighting with Wendy. Really enjoyed it. I thought it was (laughs) so good. We'll get to it. Honestly, that's all I want to talk about. It was fucking great. It was the best part of the whole show. (laughs) So you didn't like the beachside yoga the next morning? I don't want to watch Kundalini yoga. I'm sure it's invigorating and all that shit that it's supposed to be, but it's not a fun activity to watch. No, I'd be sitting with Karen and Candace ignoring Ashley's yells. By the and you know how much I hate Candace? I'd rather fucking be sitting with Candace. I have to say, Candace is looking amazing. I'm enjoying her the past few episodes. She's not annoying me. How about that? <laughs> That's a good step. Yeah. It's a good step. When they were downstairs dancing along to drive back, I was like, I'd rather be there with them than Mia and Bestie upstairs. Fucking knows. I'll listen to your boring ass song. (laughs) If I'm drunk, that song's a bop. That's that's what I'm saying. It's like when Sheena Shea plays Good As Gold. If I was, like, drunk, I'd be totally up for that song. But if I'm sober, don't put it on my radio. So while this like sex yoga is going on or whatever, mm. and we get that weird scene where Mia's having like a tantric sex moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's repress that memory. Yes, can we? What was interesting for me was the Karen chat mm. talking about last night. I loved when she said, I don't recall banging a table. I do recall seeing a table banged. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like she's so slimy with her words I like know. that. I <laughs> know. It's true. Oh, God. Uh, but she says she can be cordial. Boring for us. Boring for us. I don't us. want you to be cordial. <laughs> no. And ain't going to be cordial. Yeah. Wishful thinking. That's what I wanted to say. It's wishful thinking and it's boring for us. Move on. That's right. And Sharice is also saying that she's done. She's done. She's done. Which I think she's been done for a while. Can I ask how many times do they need to make vitamin D jokes? Yeah, they do they love a vitamin a, D joke. They do a lot of vitamin D jokes. Yeah. I'm like, it's sort of ha-ha funny once, but they do it all the time. I didn't laugh the first three times, but I think when Ashley said something like under her breath about the D getting, when she went and sat in the sun at the restaurant or whatever, she's like, only D I'll ever get to this trip. Well, I didn't think it was funny because I'm like, are you saying that for, as a, like, as a joke for us, or are you saying that so you have evidence that when you go to get divorced that you and Michael haven't been sleeping together? Oh, I didn't think of that. So I was just like, oh, for God's sake, Ashley. No, I wasn't into it. So we get on a sprinter to the cenote. Mm. Okay. I I mean, I do love a sprinter van and it's here where Karen's pressing Robin for the wedding date. I mean, do we care about Robin's wedding, fake wedding? No, Karen is bothered because she thinks it's all fake for the cameras. This is all for a storyline that she's not going to get married. But I just, I don't know why Karen's so bothered. I'm like, if you think it's a bullshit storyline, then just ignore it. 
Roll your eyes for the cameras that's going to pick up on that and then you can talk about it in confessional. I just, I don't know. I think there's something else going on with Karen and Robin that we're not seeing. I think Karen isn't so much bothered by the bullshit wedding storyline. Mm-hmm. I think she's bothered with Robin. I think she has an issue with her and I want to know what the issue is. I'm a bit bothered by the wedding stuff because- Oh, God, I'm annoyed. She she then brings it up at dinner mm. and makes the big reveal that she's going to get married to Juan at her brother's wedding trip to Jamaica or whatever, I which is crazy. But like, so you knew that- I think it's so inappropriate. Yeah. But she knew that while they were in the sprinter earlier that day. So why are we dragging out this conversation uh, to like five different events throughout the day? Just fucking say it and, move and we on. can move on. I know. We don't need to talk about it for five fucking episodes, bitch, or 5,000 episodes. Look, you know I was loving Robin at the beginning of the season. I'm back to like going, you're boring, get off my TV. Exactly. So if you were her brother, would you be like, what the fuck? Well, she said that she's not going to say anything to anyone. It's like your family's <laughs> there and what, you're going <laughs> to come back to afternoon tea and go, by the way, we just got married? Like people, are And you get, weren't invited. People are going to get pissed off while they're in another country trying to celebrate and have a great time and you're going to piss them off. I think it's so gross. I just pay for your own fucking holiday and then, like, annoying. It's annoying. It's annoying because, like I said, you're going to ruffle feathers, upset people like your family. Your mum's going to turn around and go, well, why wasn't I there when she was two minutes ago having a great time? Yeah, she's like, I was just sitting by the pool. I could have come to your ceremony. Yeah. And then your brother's going to be like, why is mum upset on my wedding holiday? No, bad move, bitch. And it's the sort of thing that if you as the brother or the sister-in-law or whatever, mm. you feel shit about it, it yeah. feels worse because you're like, you're like, oh, I shouldn't be making this a big deal. And because yes. they're like, it's not a big deal. And it's like, well, it kind of is, but I feel weird for making it a big deal. But I am annoyed. And it's the sister-in-law's wedding, so she <laughs> can't get annoyed because it's her new husband's family. Yeah, it's so lose-lose. That bride's going to be pissed. It's not going to happen, though. No, right? It's not going to happen. happen. She's just saying that so that she can just tick the box and say it's happened. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, if that's the case, don't make me see one trying on a suit, you know? Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Ugh, Robin. So annoying. (laughs) Okay. So the cenote looks beautiful. Loved the cenote. Me too. Ashley was a go-getter. The other girls were all timid. Anything to say about all the mosquitoes and things? Get in the fucking water. If the mozzies are bugging you, get in the water. Stop standing there in your togs going, this is like annoying. Get in the fucking water or go get dressed and go and eat some food that's clearly going to make you sick. That's what I want to talk about. Okay, well, let's get to the lunch. So, I mean, Karen didn't eat the dirty bird. Yeah, well, so she's actually, fine. just one little thing. I did some yeah. Googling about once I saw the food, it started like making me think. Okay. Apparently. People can get really sick if they accidentally get the water from the cenote in their mouth. Oh. Because there's bacteria. The whole point is there's bacteria in natural swimming holes, right? Some of it's good bacteria. Some of it's bad bacteria. And, like, I don't know what they call it anywhere else, but in Australia we call it barley belly. Uh Apparently it's a thing you can get barley belly from the cenotes. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's not good. And then we move on to the food that's like a cafeteria. I would not be eating that food. That was not really? refrigerated food. <laughs> it, oh. it looked tasty. I'm sure it did. I'm sure it smells amazing. But I'm not eating food where I don't know where, like, the water they use to prepare the food is coming from. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you're not supposed to. It's like you go to Mexico, they say that you've got to be careful eating street food because you don't know what water they're using is prepared and you don't know if your belly is going to be attuned to whatever natural bacteria lives in that water. So you've got to be it's, careful eating it. It's like a tourist. It. It's a tourist place. I'm sure the food was fine. Oh, but it was like in Bain Marie's. No, yeah. no. I would not be. I went to a cenote and ate at the exact same like type of establishment and that was fine. I have a sensitive tummy. I would be that person who'd be like vomiting from both ends. <laughs> I'd be like the New York housewives, <laughs> mate, honestly. <laughs> no, I was concerned. At this lunch, Ashley's really trying to push the whole cleansing and healing aspect of the trip and it's like you've got to just let that go, let Ashley, it, let at it go, this let point. It go. Be Elsa, <laughs> mate. Be Elsa. Um, and Karen asks how Ashley and Candace are going after the Sesame Street of it all. Mm. And that was shady. Ken, it was shady, but it needed to be asked. Really did it? 
I think so. Okay. I think so. Okay. Okay. Well, because I mean, Ashley brought her friend there to stir Candace up. hundred Ashley's being messy. We oh, got to call it fucking out. Fucking oath. And the fact that Candace doesn't want to talk about it makes me want to talk about it more. Okay, fine. Continue. So Candace says that Ashley's view of relationships are tinged by her toxic experiences, which sort of really made sense to me. But I was wondering what you thought of that. Like, is that shady or is no, it pretty accurate? No, I thought accurate? that was unusually kind of Candace. I was very impressed. Yeah. I'm wondering if she asked Dorothy, the therapist, how to word that you got fucked up by your husband and now you think everyone else's husband is there to fuck them up. And she's not wrong. That I don't disagree with her sentiment that that is a possibility. Mm. I thought she was very kind to Ashley in that moment and I was beyond surprised because that <laughs> yeah, is not Candace too. normally. I think Candace is over fighting with Ashley particularly. No, I don't. That's not true. I think Candace is being very careful because the storyline revolves around her marriage and she was very kind about what she said. It's so interesting seeing how they do the flashbacks and you're like, wow, this fight between them has been going for years. Since since Candace came on the show. Yeah. They everyone wild. thought they would get along because they're the same age or they're closer in age. No, they've hated each other since day dot. What did you think of Wendy goggle boxing throughout the whole thing, just being like, very good, period. <laughs> just like uh, yeah. commenting the whole lunch. <laughs> I never thought of it like that. Never saying anything on her own. I just love commenting. it. Goggle boxing. That's so true. She was. It was so funny. Oh my god. And did you also notice that Candace had a napkin stuffed into the strap of her like bikini? And I was like, it's ready to go in case she cries. In case she had she one needs ready. To shed a tear, yes. <laughs> I just thought it was the fact that she didn't want to share napkins because she knew she'd need a few. I <laughs> Maybe. didn't I didn't think it would be to like Swat a fake tear. I think she's just always got one ready to go. She's always like a nana. When you ask her for a tissue, yeah. she pulls one out of her sleeve. Yeah, she's that. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, and I also enjoyed Mia just checking her phone throughout that whole conversation. Yeah, what was Mia checking her phone for? I think she was looking at the reflection of herself, perhaps. Really? Like using the camera as a mirror? Maybe. And I want to know how much. Is this why the ladies didn't want to go in the water? Because they didn't want to mess out their makeup for the next scene? Possibly. 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 They do catch the bus back yes. and we get more of that crazy cinematography that you mentioned last week with like the intense music and all of the, the bloody oceanography that was happening. Dude, that was the first shot on the episode. Yeah, the first shot of wild. the episode was thunder and lightning and waves crashing in the rocks because, you know, two seconds later we got the re-pushing of the, of the crockery and table and cutlery. Yeah, I'm loving I'm loving the um the usage of the cutaways of the oceans and and all that stuff. I think it's brilliant. But it had me amped up for a letdown because then we get the off mic conversation between Ashley and Sharice and I thought that was just going to be explosive, but then it, it really was wasn't. Nothing. Yeah. What did she say? She's just like, "Was I'm proud of you for standing up to Karen." Yeah, much. for sticking up for yourself. I think that they're obviously we know that they're filming for a gajillion hours. And mm. Karen is trying to ice Charisse out and they're all feeling bad for her because it's uncomfortable. I mean, I remember it from high school when one person was on the outs, actually most often it was probably me, and everyone was uncomfortable with the one person trying to basically make that person not want to be there enough to leave. Mm -hmm. This is why Karen can't be cordial. She can't yeah. be cordial. And She'll say she's being cordial, but she's not. And it's like you can't do that to spite yourself because right now people are going to be on Sharif's side simply because the common denominator and making them feel uncomfortable is Karen. Mm, mm. You can't do it in a way that puts you offside with everyone else, Karen. It's well put. Yeah. So we then get the standard like FaceTime calls, getting ready for dinner, blah, blah, blah. Then we get to dinner. Oh, no way. Um, I want to talk about one of those. Oh, really? Yes. They're all FaceTiming their husbands and asking questions about their children. Normal, right? Yeah. Why are Ashley's kids with her mum and not Michael? Because Michael's shit. It's not like it's standard business hours. They're calling them in the evening. Yeah. Unless, oh, hang on a sec, I didn't think about time delay. It might be a couple of hours difference, but not much. Obviously, we know that Mia's got Bestie's sister as her nanny, right? Because yeah. G works in the day. But then in the evening, Mia is talking to G about the kids because he's looking after his own children like a normal parent. Michael can't even look after his kids after work. Uh, 
Honestly, he's a loser. If I were, loser. if I were Ashley, I'd rather the kids go with my mum than my shitty ex. A hundred percent, I would too. But that's telling as well that he doesn't even want to look after his own children. He doesn't want to spend time with them. He wants to like you know spend a couple of hours a week with them, but that's it. You're a- yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit sad, really. I mean, Michael's got other grown up children. I'm sure that if Michael didn't have money, I don't think anyone would talk to him. He's gross. Mm. Gross, I tell you. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry, that so, bugs me. So, no, very valid to bring up. And then we go to dinner. We have the chat about the wedding. Mia wants a bachelorette party. Oh, I did like the fact that Ashley called Robin Rabina. <laughs> I like that. that. We can call her Rabina. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, Giselle says that Sharice's character was assassinated last night. Oh, God and bless And this is Giselle. when she talks about her being the Queen of Potomac. Where did that come from? It's, I don't know, it's this off-camera tension between Sharice and Karen. And I think this is what the other ladies have been discussing and what they believe Karen's true problem with Sharice is. This is what mm-hmm. they think Karen's true problem with Sharice is, that she's if Sharice is around, she's not the Queen Bee. That's what they think. It, it makes sense. It does make sense. What did you think of Robin calling Karen out for acting off limits and how, like, she'll call people? Like, Karen has a different set of standards for how other people should act on the show compared to her own drama. Explain further. So what I believe Robin was saying, well, she was calling, like, Karen a bullshitter, but she was saying, like, you're going to bring up messy shit from all, from all of our lives. Right. Whereas when we want answers about certain things, you shut it down. Yeah. She doesn't think it's fair. I think Karen's just good at shutting it down and they're not. When Karen <laughs> wants to shut something down, she says her one-liner, one piece, and then she sits back. And if they're talking about her, she doesn't take the bait as quickly as they do. And they did say, well, then we're going to talk about it whether you're here or not. And she's like, fine, I don't care. And this is the issue. It's like she's not shutting the conversation down, Robin. She's just disengaging Uh and it's pissing them off. At the end of the day, like, I don't disagree with them. Karen does want to not talk about her shit and wants to gossip about all of them. I don't disagree with Robin. But at the end of the day, then you just got to step up your pussy and be better at it, Robin. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not really stopped Giselle ever before. (laughs) No, not at all. Like, Giselle knows how to press Karen's buttons and Uh it's entertaining as fuck for us. But none of the rest of you do. So that's your problem. (laughs) That's true. Really? Like, yes, it bugs me. I want Karen to talk about her stuff. Of course I do. But if you guys can't make her, how is that her fault? Yep. Yep. Yep, that's true, that's true. Okay, so do you want to just get to the Mia stuff? Because Karen sort of does a semi-apology to the group, which is a good segue into rehashing the Mia-Wendy stuff. I mean, this is the only thing that kind of annoyed me with um, Candice is she said it triggered her. It's like, okay, enough with the it triggered you. I know. What, are you going to put a post-it up on your mirror and and get over it? Uh, Honestly. Yeah, Candice is annoying still. Yeah, she still is. It's like, it triggered (laughs) She's more likeable at the moment. She's still annoying. Yeah. Okay. Tell me why you liked this fight because when it first started, I was like, oh, God, we're talking definitions, which is always, I think, the bane of a housewife's fight. No, I thought it was an awesome scene because both Mia and Wendy held their own. Now, we've said this about Wendy in the past that she's not good in a fight and she gets annoying because she's not a great arguer. But as soon as she clapped back and gave the definition of, what was the word? Assault. Assault, sorry. She clapped back and gave the definition of the word assault. I was like, yes, Miriam Webster, you go. And then Mia said, well, what's the definition of defamation of character? And then Wendy was all like, uh, "Like, are you remembering it right? What are you talking about kind of thing. They were tit for tat. I think the only thing that might have made Mia win it a little bit was that Wendy called her a gutter-ass bitch, which it was a very not – it was a highbrow fight in a way. And then I mm-hmm. th- thought that brought Wendy down a little bit. And then when she started doing the whining thing at the end, I thought, oh, you should have just left it on a high, Wendy. This was the first time that Wendy did not annoy me in a fight and have me roll my <laughs> eyes. I was like, yes, you go. So I really enjoyed Yeah, no, I thought Wendy did. Uh, she made a really good point when she was like, oh, you want to talk about friendship? Like, look at you and your bestie. A hundred percent. See, this is what I'm Which saying. Which is just what Reza said to Kyle pretty much. Exactly. So it's like a great point. She was clapping back. That's the thing. Like when she clapped back with the actual definition of assault, 
And then she was like, I didn't give you permission to put your hands on me. I'm like, yes, it was good. It kind of reminded me of Jersey. Who's that one in Jersey that's not not Jackie. Italian? Jackie. When Jackie would clap back at Teresa. Did you get that confidence in jail? Exactly. It was yeah. good TV. I love a fair fight. I think Mia was a bit weak yeah. with her um, what's wrong with being gay thing. And Wendy's like, what? I never said anything about that. I agree. Yeah, look. She was reaching. As I said, I walked away with it going, having a, more of a respect for Wendy using her 10,000 degrees in her fighting skills. And I, I love a fair fight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, at the end, I think Wendy sort of trailed off. Yes. I, I liked when Mia said, okay, yeah, so I'm sorry about the drink. What's this really about? What's the real issue? See, I like that too. Which, yeah, it was fun. It was a fair fight. I love a fair fight. And as I said, Wendy wasn't, like when she was fighting with Mia last time, she was annoying as fuck. She was pushing <laughs> buttons on purpose. <laughs> Whereas this one, it was like, none, bitch. I've thought about this. I think that's the thing with Wendy. When she had those few days on her own, yes. she probably sat there. She probably like did a, a little scoreboard, wrote some notes down and prepared herself. Like she studied because I've <laughs> never seen her do, do as well on the fly. But I think she's had time to process and she's formed her argument. Yes. Yeah. How are you still feeling about the RDZ of it all with Robin filming the other fight? Because it came up again in this scene mm. as proof of what happened. And I was like, yeah, that's great. That's what it was intended for. But then Wendy was on Watch What Happens Live and she mm. was saying, have you seen how she hasn't tried it again? Like it was clearly to aggravate like me kind of a thing. And it was just when I'm fighting in that scene, she pulls out the phone, but she doesn't do it for anyone else. Like we had Cherie slamming tables. Robin didn't pull out the camera. So because what do you think about that? Because it was a bullshit fight. That's because <laughs> Wendy was being, she was provoking a situation. She wasn't trying to have right, a, right, like right. a discussion kind of fight. Like this one was like a debate. This is my opinion. This is your opinion. Let's go. Whereas that one, she was being a fucking messy, bitchy brat. I would have pulled my phone out too going, see, this is what you did. So still team Robin with the RDZ. A hundred percent. Okay. Anytime any of the women want to film it, I'm a hundred percent up for it unless someone is I don't know like if someone's being picked on or persecuted then I want you to rescue them and not just film them mm -hmm. but yeah no I'm okay. at this point still on Robin's side for that for sure okay okay so um yeah Wendy keeps calling me oppressed Mia leaves the table end of episode pretty much pretty much next time we get some shopping Karen calling the wedding fake and Robin brings up photos of blue eyes which okay I, I cannot wait, wait for that and apparently Karen watches a lot of porn. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. I mean, she's married to Ray, so she probably does need a little bit of stimulation. Okay. Tell us what you really think. <laughs> well, I, li I like Ray, but he's an old man. Well, so? Old men can't? He can, but she might have a different libido to him at the moment. Probably. At this stage in their life, I don't Ray know. just wants to sit in the spare room with a cup of coffee looking out the window, whereas Karen might want to get her rocks off. I don't want to know. It's none of my business. I don't want to <laughs> okay, know. Okay. I don't want to know. Well, let's have like a little chat about Miami. I'm which so I think glad I'm you're excited loving to talk it. About. I love yes. it. So this uh, is episode nine, Hot Off the Press. Mm. And basically it's all about how Lenny and the GF are talking to the press about the marriage and like the whole timeline of events. They're really assholes, aren't they? They really are. Lenny, I don't, okay. I am confused because Lenny has to know that spinning this narrative in the press is only going to piss Lisa off and he's not going to be able to just move on with this new life that he wants, right? So I'm not sure what the motive is because, like, he's trying to kick her out of the house, have her leave the house. Again, it's going to piss her off, which means mm -hmm. she's not going to want to wrap this divorce up quickly, which is clearly what he is saying he wants. So I just – I don't understand what his motive is. Like, is he trying to – pretend like by trying to kick her out of the house is he trying to pretend that he can't afford to set up shop somewhere else like is he trying to just hide assets because oh, why wouldn't maybe. you if you want this new life why wouldn't you just give lisa what she wants to like shut her up so to speak yeah exactly i just don't know what 
why he's lying about the timeline. Like we've had cameras on you for months. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Again, I don't know what his motive is. There's got to be a reason he's doing it the way that he's doing it to get him the maximum that he wants, right? And none of that is tracking. Mm -hmm. Trying to kick her out of the house is going to piss her off. Parading your girlfriend around town is going to piss her off. Lying about the timeline is going to piss her off. So how is that getting you what you want quicker? I don't mm-hmm. understand unless his motive is just monetarily related. So he's trying to create a narrative that will be able to give him the most money at the end, which means like, do you not have as much as you say you do? How much credibility does page six have in a court of law when they're doing divorce settlements? None. <laughs> None. So why is he announcing shit to page six? Go to the Times. Yeah, no, true. Maybe, maybe he does care about the court of public opinion more than he's letting on. I don't know, but he's... He knows that cameras are on her and a whole audience of people are going to take her side no matter what. Yeah. And so they're in the car to the fundraiser event. Yeah. And, like, you can hear him on the phone being an absolute asshole. Yeah. In what court of public opinion is anyone siding with him except from the girlfriend? If someone wants a divorce and then you learn that he's bringing the girlfriend into the marital home while your spouse is at work. No one's Mm. on your side, dude. No, but I will say, Mm. God bless Lenny for giving us narrative structure because all of this drama has prompted like every scene with a different couple this episode to talk about it and reevaluate their own relationships. Yes, agreed. You couldn't write this. <laughs> it's just perfectly structured. At the same time, I'm feeling for Lisa in that I'm like, this is a horrible thing to have to go through, let alone go through it on TV. And yet there's something about the energy of this show that I'm living for. It feels I'm like excited about an episode of Miami coming out like I used to be about New York. It's yeah, so it's- good. It's got a lot of great light and shade because yes. we've got this intense stuff happening. And then you've got What's-Her-Face getting a butt lift. What, what's her name? I can't track that one. Adriana. Adriana. Okay. She's getting a BBL. And Ugh. Julia, why would she pick the one friend that's afraid of needles to come? Because it's the and- only friend. No one else likes I – look, I don't like Adriana. She is so up herself that I don't think she could get her own head out of her ass with fucking surgery. So she didn't need a BBL. I can't stand her. And I love Julia, so I don't know what Julia sees in her as a friend. I'm missing the memo. But Adriana makes my skin crawl. I can't stand her. Oh. Well, I thought it was so funny just – the doctor just in the background while they're having like a conversation <laughs> and the doctor's just jab, jab, jab in the background. I feel like that the the nurse, the nurse practitioner who was telling her about the BBL, like what's going to happen, I felt, and then she was like kind of telling Julia how beautiful she was. I'm like, you're a fan of the show, aren't you? Like that's oh, what it yeah. seemed like. Yeah. Can we talk about Julia? So I'm mm. fascinated by her and Martina. Right. I thought it was really sweet that she did the recreation of the dinner, even though she burned the fish. Yeah. But I seriously thought they were, from what they were talking about, they were like, oh, they're going to adopt a kid as in like a baby goat. I didn't realise they were talking about a human. Are you serious? You're not serious. I cannot. No. You're serious? You seriously thought they were going to adopt a goat? When she said... At the BBL, she was like, oh, we're going to adopt a, 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 a child. I was like, what? I seriously never saw that coming. Well, I don't think they're going to anymore because in, in real oh, life, yes. Martina yes. has cancer. So sad. Yeah, th- that is sad. That is sad. What do you think of Martina on the show? Like, not to bring us down with the cancer No, of course. Of all, no, no, no. We need to at this on. At this point in time with Martina, like... When Julia's like, I don't want to just have dinner with you, I'm like, get fucked. If I were Martina, I'd be so off Julia. Yeah, I'm surprised that Martina was sort of saying at this burnt fish dinner that she's not going anywhere because it's like Julia's been a bit of a see you next Tuesday to you, Martina, and not appreciated you. And quite frankly, spending all your money on these animales. Like Julia (laughs) gets a lot of grace from Martina. I would be a lot nicer. 
Well, even like to get her out onto the wharf for the surprise dinner, were they saying like, oh, the donkey needs its nappy changed or some oh, shit? And something. Martina's like, oh God, here we go. All right, I'll do it. And I'm like, is this bitch really having to change a donkey's nappy when she's, <laughs> like she's put in her time on the competitive tennis circuit. Like she needs retirement. Yeah, she needs, girl needs a rest. And it sounds like all Martina wants to do is like go to lunch and go skiing. Like. I know, I'm so on Martina's side. I'm on Martina's side and you know how obsessed with animals I am. Like the farm with the animals, that make that would make me happy too. But I think Julia's taking it too far. It's like you don't need to have 85,000 chickens, just have half dozen. Like what's exactly. this obsession with more and more animals? And no offence, two seconds later you're turning around like eating the animals. Like pick a lane. That's so true as well. It's like we're, we're spending, like Martina's like, oh, I spent all this time trying to build up a, a dream home and you want to move back to a farm? Well, she never wanted the other house, by the way. And it's like, you know, Martina's lived on the farm for a gajillion million years. Yeah, she wants to live in a house where she's not stepping in poop every two seconds. Like I think that, yeah, Julia is a little bit too take, take, take. She needs to give a little more and not just one rando burnt fish meal. Like she said, <laughs> even though it was a cute idea, it was cute. But she said, since the girls have all left, which has been a year, they have not had one meal together at home. Crazy. I don't understand. She doesn't want it. She doesn't want it. It makes her sad. And I'm like, well, maybe you're not married to the person that you want to be it married makes to. Makes her know? sad. It's like you're my family, and there's family missing. There's a hole she's trying to fill with children and animals, which is something that she needs to think about. Go to therapy. It's not Martina's fault. I know. Poor Martina. <laughs> and, however, at the same time, I don't necessarily find Martina that entertaining. She's so uncomfortable being on camera. I know, but what takes me out of the scene is I'm like, oh, so she she knows there's a camera there. She's signed up. She's doing this for Julia. She is, 100%. So I was like, why can I not see Julia do something for Martina? Yeah. No, that's true. I think that Martina's giving Julia a lot of grace and all her coins. Julia, seriously, she needs to step up her pussy in that relationship. <laughs> yeah. She really does. Yeah. Martina's well, she's made a good start. With one dinner. <laughs> yeah, with with one dinner. burnt fish dinner. This is a woman. Martina's probably had, like, eaten at some of the most amazing restaurants around the world and you're making the bitch eat burnt fish on the camera. But it, was, it was the same table as 17 years ago or whatever. Like, that's so special. It looked like a side table. That wasn't a fucking dining table. It looked like a side table. I, I didn't understand the logistics of how they got Julia the table from Paris to Miami. Julia is fucking nuts, by the way. <laughs> Julia's fucking nuts. And I love her on my TV. I oh love God, her. So I love the way, like, I love the, the, the rhythm of the way that she speaks. I love it. Mm -hmm. I could listen to her speak all day and with her vol volcano instead of <laughs> yeah, volcano because she thought it was a woman. I love, I, look, I love Julia. She's great TV. She's what I wanted to talk the most about this episode. Uh, there's other stuff going on. So um, I love seeing Alexia with her son. Yeah. I don't know. I just think she has such a good relationship with him. I love seeing how she is just so like, you know, like, I mean, I'm probably not coming – from the best place talking about this because I don't have much experience working with people with disabilities and things like that. But the way she is just not like babying him, she just talks to him normally. Yes. It's just so nice to see. That is nice to see. I do like the fact that she's seeking help. Yes. Uh, for him, not for herself, but for him. Yeah. I don't disagree with her now husband. She should have fucking done that a long time ago. But you can, right, right. as a family, get in a rut of this is how we do things and it becomes normal in terms of like this is our day-to-day, -day, it's normal, whereas it's like, hang on a sec, no, we need to see what more we can do. But she's doing it and I'm really proud of her. Yeah, me too. And it's like it's good to see. You know? It is good to see. It is good to see, 100%. Because like we could just have on this show, we could just have the same lunch, the same fights every mm. single week, but it's it's good to see that representation on TV. It's more interesting for us. I think it's oh, a it's, win all around. It's way more interesting for us because as much as yeah. we love seeing them by the pool having a fight, you do need stuff in between and this and what we're getting is good stuff. It's the real yeah. of the Real Housewives. Yeah, well, and I think also because they, they've only been back for a few seasons, so they have actually in the meantime developed full lives. And they've actually yeah. got real stuff going on, not pretend stuff going on, like fake business launches. Maybe mm. that's what it is. They need to be, have a side hustle, like a, be a shaman or something. 
<laughs> it's true. That's what um, that's what's missing. Their real lives outside of Housewives. I think yeah. on the other shows, the in-between scenes are fake, 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 and we're picking up on it, and the in-between scenes are boring as bat. And it's like, what has Kyle got to bring to the table apart from a Halloween movie? You know, like, oh. not to rag on Kyle again. So what <laughs> What else did you like about this episode? So we, what do you think of this Larsa and bringing up the teacher thing? I don't know what to make of Larsa. Sometimes I love her and sometimes mm. I'm like, you're a cunt. What I do like about Larsa is she's got a good memory. When Mm -hmm. she's got a problem with someone, she's very good at arguing what her actual problem is and where it comes from. So I want to reserve judgment on this because I want to see more because I don't necessarily think that her issues, whilst they appear shallow at the beginning, she actually does back them up. It was the same with her fight with Lisa at her house. It was like, no, actually, you do have a fucking point. So I'm reserving judgment, but the teacher thing, get off your fucking high horse, Larsa. Yeah, it's a bad look. She did say, like, tell me when, you know, when she said, like, you know who I was married to. Yeah, we all know who Scottie Pippen is. Move on. Well, actually, the younger younger kids probably don't know because it was that long ago. But I don't know. He's pretty iconic. Okay, good. I I wasn't sure. I, I know his name somehow. But when she says, you know, do you know who I was married to? Let's talk if you or when you break up with whatever her current husband's name is. So I think what she was trying to say is that Lisa and Lenny's breakup is not like her breakup with the school teacher because the school teacher had no assets and therefore it wasn't a big loss. Is this what Lars is trying to say? Mm. Because that's fucked up. Yeah, it is. The emotional breakup is way more intense and important than the breakup from pretty things. Yeah. Like, I don't, if that's Larsa's point, that's fucked up. Yeah, I don't particularly like Larsa as a person. We haven't touched on Marisol or Gertie. I love Marisol. I'm obsessed (laughs) with Marisol. That drunk. (laughs) You think she's a drunk? I think she might have addiction issues, but she holds it really well. She kind of reminds me a little bit of like a more put together Patsy, but then you don't watch AbFab, so you don't know what I'm talking about. I get it. I get it. I just love her. I think she's hilarious when she needs to be. I think she's a good friend when she needs to be. I think she's a great friend and a great fucking housewife. And if she wasn't on this show, I don't know where we'd be. I think she should be the template for like friend ofs. Oh, really? Yeah, because I mean- She's giving us confessional, whereas, what, Sharice had one confessional in 14 episodes? Right. And the Angies are a bit flop. Like, Mm. they all need to look to Marisol and be like, oh, that's what I should be doing. But she's not a friend of. She's a full-fledged cast member. I thought she was a friend of. Really? Is she not at the beginning? I don't know. Let's double check. I swear I thought she was a full-fledged cast member. It never occurred to me that she might be a friend of. You Google that shit. So, Marisol's a friend. And Adriana's a friend. Adriana's a friend? And Kiki. I do love Kiki. I do know Kiki's a friend. That I could tell. The mains are Alexia, Larsa, Lisa, Gertie, Julia, and Nicole. No, Marisol's a friend. She's in every fucking scene. I know. This is why she's so good. She's the best. She can replace Gertie. Right, okay. I don't know. I, I Look, I like Gertie, but I think Gertie's just a bit mm, – she's a – bit too much with her gertified, gertified. Like, okay, <laughs> calm down. I just, yeah. I don't know. She's yeah. just a bit OTT for me. Uh, yeah, okay. That's all. I'm not, yeah. Um, But, yeah, so Marisol's a friend. I, I think because we never see her solo scenes. Ah, of course. I just didn't think she had any. But she's perfect. I love her. She's my favourite. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. How did I not realise she's a friend of? I'm such a loser. Because of her impact being so strong. I think she's amazing. She's my favourite. Yeah. Hands down. Her and her mum. Oh, my God, I miss her mum so yeah. much. I, I didn't really watch a lot of the early Miami, but I do know her mum was Yeah. Oh, her mum was the best. Her yeah. mum was the freaking best. Her mum was the best friend of ever. <laughs> no, I love Marisol. Who's your favourite? I think Kiki's my favourite. Whenever she pops up, really? I think she's so funny. Okay. I love her confessionals. She Yes, they are funny. You're right. She's great. Yeah. When it, I, I get excited when I see her walking into a group party. I mean, I get excited to check out her outfits. She's a stunner. Yeah. She's one of yeah. the most beautiful women I've ever seen. She's 
gorgeous. Those freaking legs. I just want to see them all the time. So, well, any any final thoughts on this episode? I think we should maybe touch base with the Miami Girls Weekly. I think we should just because. While the reunion's going on for Salt Lake, yeah. They're so yeah, much fun. I think we should. Nothing else. Nothing else okay, for more. Uh, do you want to do sizzle topics? Okay, so sizzle topics. I don't know how sizzly this is, but Jacqueline Larita was doing an Insta Live with someone and apparently she said, so Jacqueline obviously used to be on Jersey. She said that Melissa Gorga allegedly said that Caroline Manzo is too old and too boring to come back to Jersey. So there were obviously rumours going around at BravoCon about Caroline. Well, now we know she's on Ultimate Girls Trip Season 4. Do you think that that's true, that she said that? And what are your thoughts on Melissa saying that about Caroline? I think Melissa's a snake. I think absolutely she probably did say that. And I think she's wrong. Okay, so like Caroline might be boring in a regular season, but this is this is an all stars ultimate girls trip. Yes. So it's not like you you don't need the family stuff. You don't need your own solo scenes. You're on a trip, so there's already gonna be inbuilt drama, we're hoping. Yeah, exactly. I think she's gonna be amazing. I love yeah. Caroline. Did you hear, uh, there's been some speculation out there that the Thailand girls trip with, you know, bad weather and yeah. Porsche and that might be shit and that's why they're announcing the season four before it airs. Oh. Do you think maybe it's going to be flop? Yeah, maybe. Well, I, when I saw the cast lineup, I wasn't impressed. Yeah. I'm liking the ex-wives of it all. Yes, I am I liking the ex-wives of it all. Yes. Doing ex-wives all the time. That's yeah, great. I'm, I'm yeah. really looking forward to season four. I'm, the, the cast for season four looks great. I'm into um, it. So do you think Melissa said that? What I don't get is why Jacqueline was, because like further on in the article it goes on about how, I don't know, it kind of gives a spin like Jacqueline's pissed at Melissa over Teresa. I'm like, Jacqueline, are you trying to get back into Teresa's good books? Because it's never going to happen. Or is she just trying to get back in the public conversation? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know where she would have got that from. That's my only thing. Like, where would you have heard that from? Did you hear it from Caroline and now you're saying it for her? I don't know. Oh, right. I don't know where she where she heard it and why she would mm. want to stick her two cents in. I don't doubt that Melissa might have said something about, like, sh- Caroline's too old in the sense that she doesn't want to do the things that we do on the show, but I don't think she would have said too boring. I think that was like, you know, when you're, you're saying such and such said this and then you add your two cents into it where they didn't Mm -hmm. exactly say all of it. I think she might have alluded to something of it, but, like, maybe she would have said too old, but I don't think she would have said too boring. I thought they were friends. I don't know. Uh, Anything else on the page six? Oh, obviously the comments that Lisa Rinna said about Sutton and Garcelle where she said basically they have to step up their pussies now that she's not on the show. We can stop listening to Lisa now. I know. And then As a society, we can we can put her on pause. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree, but I think Sutton just says that she thinks she she's a total Southern Belle. She says Lisa needs to enjoy her time and reflect and be quiet. And I think Lisa's assuming that the cast is gonna be the same cast just minus her and Diana. Like they'll they'll add someone else in. A hundred percent. There's gonna be another like well, who knows what they'll do with Brandy or whatever, but I mean, like, sorry, stirrers this- will be added to the pot. I'm sorry, Garcelle is boring. Really? How is Garcelle yeah. boring? We love Garcelle. Garcelle is the Kyle we need. Kyle can go, and Garcelle can be the Kyle we need. Right? The one yeah. that doesn't necessarily pick fights, but she'll hold her own way better. She's way more relevant than Kyle. I think Garcelle is that is that you know the the steadiest she goes person. Yeah. So. So we don't need you, Kyle, because we have Garcelle now. So fuck off, Rina. Garcelle does everything. I'll sign off on that. Yeah. Not much is going on. I mean, Jen Shah posting some bullshit cryptic message about a woman with a loud mind that sits in silence can crush you with the truth. I'm like, what are you talking about, Has she Jen? ever sat in silence? And has she ever told the truth? Like, <laughs> Jen Shah, fuck off. Next. Yeah, not much else. I mean, Teresa Teresa did say on her podcast that in four years she wants to move to um, LA. Oh, boy. Her podcast co-host is from LA. So I think it was just a throwaway comment. I don't think there's any truth into that. There's not going to be a Teresa on Beverly Hills crossover. Could you imagine? It wouldn't work. It wouldn't. I mean, it'd be fucking funny. 
But it yeah. would be funny watching Teresa put her foot in it in Beverly Hills. That would be fucking hilarious. She'll stick out like a sore thumb. I'm like, it's just a bad tween movie waiting to happen. <laughs> like people actually, are going to want to send you to yeah. elocution classes, sweetheart. I kind of actually want to see it. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be a bit like um, My Fair Lady with like Sutton, uh, uh, Sutton <laughs> teaching just, Teresa about Sutton LA life. would be just like, oh my. Because <laughs> apparently <gasps> Teresa's friends with Kyle after their Ultimate Girls trip. It's like, yeah, you're friends because she sees you once a year. You're not like, she's not having you around for fucking family dinners every Friday, mate. Yeah. She's she's not she's not she's not inviting you to Shabbos like Sozzle. <laughs> well, Kyle and Teresa get along because they both do not know how to be nice to their sisters. Well, that's <laughs> so. true. That is true. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, all right, yeah, cool. Nothing else really going on. It was all the Jen Shah drama. So now that there's really no Jen Shah drama anymore, bitch is going to jail in less than a month. Great. Yeah. So that's all, all I got, right. babe. Well, let's leave that there then. Yep. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please rate and review. Five stars only. Um, <laughs> anything negative to say, just slip it into the DMs at effing bravo. Woohoo. Okay. Thanks for that. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye.